0: It's Tanya Burton, and I am a nutrition and fitness expert, and I am so pumped you're joining us today. If you're part of our Women Warriors Fitness family in person or online, I would love to connect with you more on social media. You can follow me at Women Warriors Fitness or at Tanya Burton on Instagram and Facebook. I hope this episode encourages you, inspires you, and motivates you. So let's jump in.
1: Today's topic
0: is called "Get It" because we are gonna break some myths. And every time we break a myth, I want, as I, as I say, "Get It." I want you to say "Got It." All right? Because we need to know that you know that these are all myths that have been circling around our society that we believe is true when it comes to our weight loss, and that and it isn't. So we're gonna break some myths today. Myth yes. So myth number one when it comes to fitness and health is. You can target the fat burn on whatever part of your body you want to reduce in body fat. And that's absolutely not true. We can burn
1: body fat, but we cannot decide where we burn it. Um, So if I do abs for a week, I'm not going to lose that little belly pooch I got going on? No, you won't. And that's so
0: sad. I had to learn the hard way that that's not Possible. I actually have to lose some weight. Do y'all like my background? Sorry. I'm going to show it. Boom. 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 Okay. Anyway, so that's myth number one. You cannot target your body fat reduction, you know, spot reduction. It's not possible. Um, now, can you get your abs stronger um, and tighten them? Absolutely. But the overall, what's going to happen for you to get a flat stomach is you've got to lose body fat um, and see that scale a drop. All right.
1: Get it. All right, number two, two. is lifting heavy will make you bulk up and make you fat? False, it's just false. Okay, here's the skinny ladies, pun intended. Um, You cannot bulk up like a man. You do not make testosterone. You do not make testosterone. So you can lift, you can eat well, and you are still not gonna look like a man. You know what's gonna happen? You're gonna look tight and compact. Muscle is tight and compact. Fat is fluffy. Fat is what makes you look bigger. Muscle is tight and compact. So women, when you're working those shoulders and those lats, you're gonna have that pretty little sculpted back and you're gonna look really nice in those sleeveless dresses and those halter tops in the summertime. And you're gonna reach for something and someone's gonna see your arm and go, Ooh, girl! Ooh. but they're not going to go, is that a guy or is that a right. girl? She's. It's not going to happen, ladies. So you know what? Go ahead and lift. Unless you are in the gym hours and hours and hours, seven days a week, pounding the protein shakes, you are going to look beautiful and toned, but you are not going to get bulky. No.
0: And I lift heavy weights, very heavy, but you wouldn't be able to tell because... I'm small. Okay, so this is a mistake I see with women. They're very scared of lifting heavy because they believe they're going to get bulky, right? The only way that happens is if you lift heavy and you eat in a calorie surplus, meaning you're overeating, that's when we're really going to build a lot of muscle, and that's what I actually see a lot of women do. They're like, okay, I'm going to start working out. They start lifting heavy because you know they're conquering their fear that they're going to get bulky, but here's the issue they overeat. They try to out-train their diet and then that actually makes them look bulky and big because they're overeating boom-stored body fat. Now you have more fat around your muscles than muscle. Okay, so if you don't want to look bulky, one, watch your nutrition and lose weight and lose body fat, but two, don't be scared of the weights. Like Donna said, We ain't got the testosterone that men do. So for me to actually look like one of those big bodybuilder women, I would have to train ridiculously. I would have to eat ridiculously. And it doesn't take like a week or two for us to build muscle. Y'all, it takes a long, long, long time. And most of us don't put in the work for years to build that muscle. So if you've been working out for two weeks, Nothing really happened. I'm, I'm sorry to say that, but you you're, did not
1: gaining, eat. If you're gaining girth. It's fat. It's not muscle. Yeah. There's, yeah, it's, there's no way you're going to gain two
0: pounds of muscle in two weeks. It's not going to happen. So lift those weights. It's actually going to make you look slim, but also paired up with your nutrition. Because if you don't, you are going to look bulky. All right. Get it. All right. Number three, you go girl. <laughs> okay. So running beats walking. I can't tell you how many times I hear this of, Hey, let's go do a 5 k and like, Oh, I can't, you know, I can't run. Or, you know, there's no, I can't, there's no point in me even walking because, or I can't run because it's just, there's no point in it. I'm not burning as much as if I would run, but I can't run because my knees hurt. So I'm just not going to move at all. It's the worst thing to do. Who cares if you can't run? I don't like running, but walking is so important for our health. Our body was created to move. These ligaments and everything that we got it we're, were made to move. We don't have to run, but walking is, it's the same thing. You're using all the same muscles you would if you were running, but you don't have to run for it to be an impact and for you to get Skinny or burn fat as long as you're moving and just walking. I walk 45 minutes a day on purpose Y'all look at me. Okay. I'm not running every single day. I'm not living in the gym two hours a day I am walking. I'm trying to hit my 10,000 steps a day. It's truly that easy
1: Right and truly um, You know as we age especially that's not necessarily the best thing for our joints. No, not at all People who are runners for a long long part of their life will tell you as they get older it's hard on your knees, it's hard on your hips, it's hard on your joints. So if you enjoy running, that is awesome. Good for you, keep doing what you're doing. But don't feel like, because you can't run, that there's just no benefit to it, because that's not true. Especially as we age, you need to keep everything moving. And if you do have arthritis, sometimes the less you move, the less you move, the less you move. So getting out and actually moving those joints, they may be stiff initially, but the more you move, the better they start to feel. So don't be afraid of that. Of course, you know, get approval from your doctor before you start doing that if you've got issues. But um, my husband is a sports medicine physician and he will say in arthritis cases, something that is not high impact, that is not like running, but is more like walking is probably a safer bet. And it also just feels so much better because you get everything kind of moving so exactly so
0: if you have been scared of doing a 5k because you cannot run it I have missed out on so many experiences because I go well I can't run a full 5k which is three miles I can't do that I'm not signing up and finally someone's like you don't have to run it you could just walk it and I'm like what my life changed (laughs) and and seriously I I do the 5k and uh, and it was a color run and I'm thinking oh my gosh I'm gonna be the loser that's the last one and I didn't you know get a good time. 90% of those people all walked it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I could have done this years ago. So sometimes our limiting beliefs of what we expect should happen or our expectation or whatever, it ain't true. Sign up for that 5K. I urge you, if you haven't done one yet in your entire life, do one this year and you can walk it. It's not a big deal if you don't run it at all.
1: Okay. All right, number four. Okay, I cannot reach my goals without working out. That cannot be further from the truth. When I am working with clients and we are putting together your one-on-one program and Tanya does the same thing. When we are creating a nutrition program for you, we are creating it- assuming there is zero movement. So we are creating that calorie deficit every single day for you. And so if you do move and you do exercise, which we hope you do, that's a bonus on top of it. So Mm -hmm. you are just going to get to your end point a lot quicker. In addition, you feel better, right? So Mm -hmm. you're much more likely to stick with the program because you're out, you're feeling better. So do you have to fret when you miss a workout or two? No. What about if you get sick? Oh my God, I can't stop my workout. I don't feel well, but I don't want to work out because I don't want to affect everyone at the gym. Exactly. Stay your butt home. Keep your boogies at home. We don't want them. You're going to be okay if you don't work out. Tanya, you know what I'm talking about, right? Right. And then they go and reach for the machines. Mm. Ew. Uh, laugh. So So this is a story I
0: I always uh, talk about is um, Holly Ladd, give her a shout out. She is on this page. She's a freaking rock star. She lost a hundred pounds in one year.
1: Awesome. She
0: didn't work out five days a week. Okay. She made a point to be active and move and her job is very demanding. She runs Sonic. And so she has to walk around a lot. But she didn't weight train or do any heavy lifting, and she lost a hundred pounds. Okay, um, oh, so, right there. Yeah, that's just, and I love that example. You don't have to work out. Your nutrition, we can't stress that out enough. A lot of people think I need to lose weight. I'm going to join a gym and work out. Great, that's, wonderful. That's great, but. You know, what about the other 23 hours of your day? What are you consuming? That's gonna make the biggest impact. And that's why we are here to simplify it. So if you miss a workout, I had somebody reach out to me yesterday saying, hey, Tanya, I'm down four pounds, but I haven't done any of the workouts. And I'm like, girl, that's okay. Go for it. (laughs) I'm glad you're down four pounds. If you are working out, that is bonus. I'd rather you care about your nutrition and being mindful. Not all of us can work out right now, and that's totally fine. Workout maybe in a couple of weeks, whatever your your schedule, you know, you can fit into. Maybe you just can work out once this month. Who cares? You know, the goal is just to get you started with your nutrition, seeing the scale drop. Like Donna said, your workouts are bonus, so don't feel bad. Ideally, sure, the goal is to get maybe three to four workouts in a week, but baby step it, you know? So anyway.
1: All right, number uh, four. Number four, four. Oh, done. were you done? Yeah, I'm done. I'm so excited to go to number four. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> okay, number four, myth. Um, oh, no, we're on number five. Okay, I'm exercising, therefore, I can eat anything I want.
0: <gasps> Don't fall in the oh, trap, ladies. I've been there. It's awful. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I would work out. And as soon as I leave, I'm like, Wendy's number seven mm-hmm. with some ranch. Come on, y'all. Like, that didn't benefit me. I only burned maybe 100 calories at the gym and I just ate a thousand calorie dinner.
1: Yeah, done that up. The math doesn't add up. So I have had clients tell me all the time, oh, well, you know, I killed it at the gym. I was there every single day this week. And. Boom! I can eat that, you know, that Sunday, or I can go and have, you know, a big venti caramel macchiato from Starbucks on the way home. Oh, right? My, please don't do that to yourselves. So the bottom line is this: so we had a challenge, and this is real life. So we had a challenge at my Jazzercise facility last February, and the challenge was to work out 25 times in 28 days. Okay? Um, I didn't make the challenge. I think. 25 workouts in 28 days can be a little excessive. You need some downtime in there, but that's a whole whole other video, right, Tanya? So, but the bottom line is I came in with my in-body scale and we did in-bodies on all these ladies before and after. So these ladies are killing it 25 times in 28 days they're going to class, right? Do you know that only a couple of those women actually lost any weight at all? That's sad. It was so sad. It broke my heart. So you are killing it. 25 days in the gym. You were driving there. You were getting dressed. You were coming home. You were showering. Wow. 25 times in 28 days. Good for you. But again, Tanya, it goes back to what you're saying. What are you doing the other 23, 22 hours in your day? Yeah. Okay. It doesn't matter, ladies. If you don't have your nutrition in line, you can kill it in the gym all you want. It just doesn't yeah. matter. So that myth of I've killed it in the gym, I've been working out, I deserve this. No, you deserve to feel well as a result of what you're doing, but you don't deserve to eat more. That's just a really bad loop to get into. I just... That makes yeah, it- and I'll be honest,
0: that literally breaks my heart when I hear so many are like, Tanya, I work out, I've been working out for three months, six months, whatever. And I, I do feel stronger. I'm, in stro- I'm stronger in different exercises. I can tell I lost a few inches, but the weight will not budge. And it breaks my heart because, I mean, it's months of not seeing one number drop on the scale. And it's as easy as tracking your food that can make all the difference. Like, instead of them being frustrated for three months, they could have lost 30 pounds. Yep. If and it breaks my heart. So, right.
1: It's up to you.
0: Yeah. And so that's our goal as nutrition coaches is to help you not only feel good getting your workout, but see that scale move finally and enjoy the food that you're eating. So that's a huge, huge myth. You cannot train your diet. Diet will always be a first. And then your workouts are bonus. You're just going to feel so much better. Get it. All
1: right. Number six, number six, I eat organic or gluten-free, so therefore, I should just start to lose weight. (laughs) Done work that way, ladies. So, um, as you get to know me, you will know that I have a horrible gut, and I'm allergic to everything under the sun. I have to eat gluten-free. If I do not, I am literally sick for days and in the bathroom. It's just not worth the cheat. So, I eat gluten-free all the time. Does that mean that I don't have to watch my nutrition? Heavens, no. Gluten-free does not mean calorie-free. And unfortunately, um, if you're not watching your nutrition labels, a lot of times when they pull out things and make them gluten-free, they're adding other crap back in. So you yes. really... My friends now, it's become a joke. You know, the minute, oh, I tried this new thing and it was so good. Oh, could you send me a snapshot of that nutrition label? And like, seriously, Donna? I'm like, nothing crosses these lips without me seeing the nutrition label. I'm just kind of weird that way. I've gotten that way over time because I want to know what I'm putting in. I'm allergic to a ton, but I also want to see, okay, you're telling me this is gluten-free. How much added cane sugar have they put in it?
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: and unfortunately, a lot of times, like with granolas, that is a really, really, really hidden source. You think, oh, it's gluten-free. I can eat this. This is a, a great food for me. Yeah, you look at it, and it may have, you know, 10 or 12 grams of added sugar. Well, okay, no, thank you. I'm just not going to eat that. That's not in line that with what I do. Um, I had another client come to me. Um, she's just kind of started with me, and she says, well, you know, I haven't really seen the scale move much. I think I'm going to go more plant-based. Okay, and what do you think that's gonna do for you? I've seen vegans that are overweight, it doesn't matter. You can add up calories with a vegan diet just like you can with a standard American diet, just like you Mm -hmm. can with the Mediterranean diet, just like you can with paleo. It comes down to total calories consumed, right? Amen, sister, love it. So do you have anything to add to that one?
0: No, that was spot on spot on everything you said was just uh, (laughs) it was perfect perfect no if there's anything you learn from us anything in the world I just I always tell people this okay at the end of the day it matters how many calories you consumed regardless where the source is it doesn't matter you could eat 5,000 calories worth of fruits and vegetables and still gain weight okay that's gonna be hard to do because you're gonna feel really full but if you do that and it you're
1: going to poop like a goose. Gosh. <laughs> well, right. All right. Clean out that colon. That's right.
0: So, you know, it's really bottom line is calories in versus calories out. Obviously, we get more specific with macros, but just know that and you're going to have a peace of mind for those who, you know, say they're gluten free and then still, you know, struggling with their weight. It's because they're overconsuming so just know track it being a calorie deficit you will lose weight
1: yes all right you want to do number seven
0: yes eating after 6 p.m anything i eat after 6 p.m it just automatically turns into body fat and i can't lose weight
1: that doesn't happen really at 601 everything is just boom Fat. After our six body, five, it's like Cinderella, man, it just turns to fat. Yeah, our body, they just have a time clock inside them.
0: And when it turns 601, boom, they store it, they don't use it. So, you know, when we think about it, it's like, that's, not, that's ridiculous that our body would know what 601 is. But that's what our society has taught us. Really, what they're secretly trying to tell you is intermittent fast later at night, you know, so that when you wake up, you do weigh a little bit less. Well, it's because you're not eating till 12 o'clock at night. They usually do or whatever. So just know that at the end of the day, what I just said is whatever your caloric intake is, that's what matters most. I can't tell you how many times I would eat at 10 o'clock at night or 11 o'clock at night, scared to death of weighing weighing, uh, myself on the scale the next day, because we've heard all these You shouldn't eat after six. You shouldn't have to eat after six. And then I want to wake up and weigh myself. I actually weighed less. Why? Because I was consuming less throughout the day. So regardless of when my
1: last meal was, it didn't matter. Amen, sister. Preach it. Okay. And you you want anything to that? Um, No. I I always tell clients, it's simple to to remember. Okay. Uh, Calories at three o'clock are no different than calories at nine o'clock calories are calories are calories now i will add to that if i eat a huge meal at 10 o'clock at night let's say it may interrupt my sleep you know i mean it's not going to necessarily promote weight gain there are other reasons i don't necessarily advocate to eat a huge meal at 10 o'clock at night it probably isn't on your stomach as well and you're laying down now and so you know if you've got issues with heartburn or you know indigestion things like that it may not you may not sleep as well, so I'm not an advocate of eating that late at night. But it can happen. You're out at a business meeting and you finish up, right. or have a late dinner, or you're out and you go see a show and you have a late dinner. Okay, enjoy your dinner. Be mindful, but remember that is not going to cause you fat fat gain. Exactly. So, Yay. Okay, last one. Um, okay, it's a big one that we want to talk about: using weights while doing cardio. Will increase my results. So I wanted to when you guys are doing our workouts. So ooh, can you still see me, Tanya? It said my internet was unstable. Can you still hear yeah, me? Yeah, it was off a little bit. So if you okay. could repeat what number eight. Well repeat eight. number eight. So using weights while doing cardio will increase your results. So when you're doing our workouts. Tanya and I are not able to be with you, although we wish we could, and it would be so much nicer. Um, Unfortunately, we're doing this remotely. When I'm in a jazzercise class teaching, when Tanya's doing a boot camp and teaching, we can watch you for your form. So one thing I want to caution you on that I see sometimes at my jazzercise class is when we're doing a cardio move, let's say like my workout, for instance, and we're doing the marches and we're, we're punching up. I don't want you to use weights on those workouts unless I use them. And the reason is you're simply not doing a stable move that's controlled and you risk hurting yourself. So you are going to get results that heart rates is is up when you're doing cardio, you're going to be fine without using the weights. If you use the weights You're much more likely to hurt yourself because you're doing this so quickly, you're not really able to stabilize your shoulders, your your back muscles the way you should. And I just don't want anyone to tweak anything. So I'll see this, I'll see a little, there's little little ladies that walk in our neighborhood and they've got their hand weights and they're just going and going and going. You're really not burning anymore. I mean, the are you burning more? Maybe a squish it's not worth the injury. So if I tell you to use weights, grab those weights and use them. But if I'm not using any weights in my hands, please don't. I just would feel awful if someone got hurt.
0: Yeah, and I've seen that at the gym and it scares me to death when people on the elliptical are on the treadmill and they're like pumping weights over their head. It's it really does scare me, and I'm just thinking if you wanted more, you know, weights, get a weighted vest. I've done that to add more weight as I'm walking, but pumping your arms up and down. Hey, when you're done walking on the treadmill, do some shoulder workouts if you're if if that's your goal. But if you try to combine the two, it's it scares me because I'm like, oh my gosh, well, if they accidentally drop it? I can't remember how to do CPR. No, I'm just kidding, and so I'm like, (laughs) I don't know what's gonna happen. So just, you know, like Donna said, whenever she says to, you know, pick up weights, pick them up. Um, And if you want to add weight to your walking or cardio, get a vest, you know, Walmart has them, Amazon has them. They're super awesome. Um, But you don't, it's not going to really make a huge impact rather than proper form and, you know, correctly using the weights.
1: Right. And you can increase intensity. And I love the idea of the weighted vest. Um, my husband uses them all the time. And here's one really cool thing to think about. So as you're on your weight loss journey, um, my husband, when we first um, started doing the diet doc, um, he lost 20 pounds, 25 pounds. And so he went back and bought a weighted vest and put it on and he came out of the workout room and <laughs> like drenched in sweat. And I looked at him, I'm like, are you okay? He goes, that was me six months ago. My body was carrying around that extra 20 pounds. Mm. And so it really goes to show you how the extra weight that you have on your body right now really does impact you and, and how it changes your heart rate when you work out, how you you know, you, you just how you burn calories, everything. So as you lose that weight and you go back and put the weighted vest on, you're gonna go, that was I me. I bought a 50
0: pound weight oh and God. I lost 50 pounds. And so I put it on and it's really cool. You can adjust it. You could take it out and you know make it 30 or 40 pounds, but I wanted to wear 50 pounds for my walk. Within, um, I'm not even exaggerating, two minutes into my mile walk, my neck's hurting, my back's hurting, I could really breathe, I wanted to take a nap. I'm like, no, you're walking this mile, because I was being mean to myself. I'm like, you're walking this mile to show if you ever eat like you did, this is what's going to happen, and it's so much more painful. And I couldn't tell you the relief I had when I took it off. I had so much energy. I'm running around. like I felt so much better. I'm like, I cannot believe I was carrying that around for two years. You know, no wonder I didn't want to go anywhere or do anything. I just slept on my couch all the time. I get it. That's a lot of weight to be carrying around. So it's a good reminder how far I've come and how important it is, you know, to leave that weight behind. And for those women right now, I highly, man, this is a challenge for you today. Whatever amount of weight you've already lost, I don't care if it's three pounds, six pounds, you grab those weights and you hold on to them for a little bit and just walk around. That's how much you're actually lost and notice the difference of what you're actually carrying. And a lot of us are like, it's only five pounds. And I'm like, oh, it's a big deal.
1: Yeah. And, and here's a really cool stat to think about. And I really, I have a lot of clients um, that my husband sends to me being a sports medicine physician and there's a lot of medical reasons that they need to lose the weight. I mean, not only just to feel good, but there's medical reasons they have joint issues. They might have, um, you know, cholesterol or high blood pressure or mm-hmm. diabetes, things like that. So I always make sure I tell those folks, especially the ones that have, you know, knee issues, hip issues, joint pain, for every pound you lose, you take eight pounds of torque off your knees. I heard seven, so I like that it's eight. So think about that when you go up the stairs, you know, if you, if you have to go upstairs anytime during your day, let's say like, um, my son, for instance, lives on the third floor of his apartment building. Oh my word. You know, he said, I'm going to have quads of steel just going up those stairs every day. But think about that. You know, if you have joint pain, just something as simple as going up a few stairs or walking for every pound you lose, you're taking eight pounds off. So like you, Tanya, oh my God, think about that. 50 pounds times eight. Oh, your joints. And you're young. Think about if you were in your 50s, 60s, 70s, and you were developing arthritis, how that extra 50 pounds would I fit. felt
0: like I was 60 years old. I mean, I, I even tell this in my story of, I, would, I remember distinctly walking up three steps and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm in so much pain. My knee is aching. My plantar fasciitis is flaring up. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. And it's easily solved if you just dropped a couple pounds.
1: Right. So yeah. And I will have patients, I will have clients tell me that as soon as they lose, you know, usually like the first five, you know, people will come back and say, oh, you know, my knees even feel better. So yeah, so we kind of got off on a tangent, but- <laughs> I know, we can help it. <laughs> we do that. So no way to, do you wanna, should we recap? Go the, for it. Okay, so number one is you cannot spot reduce. You can do abs all you want. You are not gonna lose your your uh, baby pooch. Um, lifting heavy will make you bulky. Not true. Um, running beats walking. No, 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 okay? no, no. <laughs> okay? Um, um, I can't reach my goals without working out. Again. Um, we've designed your programs otherwise. Okay. I'm exercising so I can eat what I want. Ooh, no. Okay. Um, I eat organic and gluten-free. I should be losing weight or plant-based or paleo or keto or whatever it may be. No, 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 no. Um, eating after six makes you fat. You're body does not have a clock. And I really like that. Your body does not have a clock. Oh, it's six o'clock. I'm Cinderella. Let's make that. <laughs> uh, and we don't mean to poke fun, ladies. We really don't. It's just, there's so much misinformation out there on the internet. It, it amazes me. Um, using weights while doing cardio will increase your results. No. Um, and the, the best thing I can, I can say in all of this, Tanya, is to recap... There's a lot of stuff out there. There are a lot of people who are out there spewing stuff as influencers and, and self-proclaimed, um, you know, fitness gurus, whatever it may be. There's just a lot of misinformation out there. So my best recommendation is if you hear nutrition myths, if you hear exercise myths, drop them down here in the comments or myths that you've heard. I would love to get a discussion together about this, but be wary of your sources. My, um, My sister-in-law posted today about how she's drinking vitamin coffee. It's very expensive. How do you know that those vitamins in that coffee are bioavailable to your body? You don't. You have no clue. The majority of people who eat a good, well-balanced diet should not need to take vitamins. You just get everything you need. In a lot of cases, your body actually makes the vitamins. Vitamin D, if you're out in the sun for any length of time, your body makes that. So if you've heard things like that, come to us, ask us. I don't claim to know everything, but if I don't know it, I certainly know where I can get the correct answer for you. Um, My other sister-in-law told me, well, but I need to eat an avocado a day. Really? Okay. (laughs) Do you know how much fat is in that avocado a day? (laughs) There's half of your calories in your day right there in that avocado. So there's just a lot of crap out there.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And I like that you made that point of, you know, a lot of gurus out there, fitness people, and just because they look healthy, doesn't mean that they actually know what they're doing. And I think a lot of people are like, oh, she's fit and healthy, or she has a six pack. And they give out horrible information The people are left feeling like failures, they're miserable, and it's all their fault. When really it's the source that you should be conscious of. And that's why I love, you know, our diet doc franchises. We have like six doctors on board and just professionals with degrees helping you, you know, reach your goals and enjoy it and not have to worry about misinformation. Like we're very particular about that in well, our sources.
1: Both of us, I mean, for instance, both Tanya and I, we are licensed, we are certified, we have studied countless hours. And so it just it really makes a difference in the quality of information because yeah. the- Thing I would want is someone to just get bad information and base everything they do off of that and then you work so hard and then at the end of the day you're just not getting the results that you're hoping for. oh makes so sad. makes my
0: heart hurt makes my heart hurt and that was me a couple years ago until I'm like okay I need to learn this like science-based not quick fad whatever's gonna help me hopefully help me In the easiest form and once i learned the science way i'm like oh my gosh it's so much easier i'm going to
1: share it with the entire world so that's why we're here to make your life easier (laughs) so we will leave you with all of that um please go ahead
0: this one thing is holding you back it's your limiting beliefs and the story you keep telling yourself i wish Somebody told me, I wish I found this out sooner. So that's why I'm making this podcast today because I really hope it encourages you, inspires you, and helps you create some breakthroughs in your life today. Okay. This is a super, super important um, message because it's really going to, I'm going to really dive into your mindset that ultimately will change your life. Okay. Regardless of the workout plan you're doing, regardless of the amount of water you're drinking or the meal plans. The absolute change in your life depends on your mindset. And today I'm gonna talk about your inner dialogue and your beliefs about your life and yourself. All right, so let's get into it, all right, because I'm gonna really help you in what's really helped me change my life and not only losing the weight, but keeping it off. And it's this one thing of breaking my limiting beliefs. So I wanna go back and I'll give you a little flashback to 2015 uh, when I was at my heaviest weight. I was 50 pounds overweight, Gosh, and like my back was hurting, I had low energy, my naps were about 16 hours a day, my feet hurt, I had plantar fasciitis, like so many horrible things were happening to my health because I was 50 pounds overweight, and I was only 22, like I felt like I was 80 years old, it was really, really sad, and my inner dialogue, if you listen, I'm going to go over right now, but you're going to see why it took so long for me to change, and I was living this way for months almost two years and my inner dialogue was constantly like on repeat i was telling myself i can't lose weight i just can't lose weight my body won't let me lose weight it's just not possible it's not allowing me there's nothing i could do i can't drop the weight i don't have time to work out i don't have the energy to work out i'm poor i don't have the money to work out you know i'll never get that flat stomach that you see all over pinterest You know, like there's, I'm never going to get that way. I'm always going to have horrible cellulite all over my legs and my stomach and my arms. I said all these things, like from the moment I woke up to when I went to bed. I mean, our lives are just circulated around our health and our body image And instead of using my words to motivate me and pump me up, I use them to destroy me and keep me from having the body and the life I've always wanted. I mean, you can't make positive choices when you're being negative and saying, I can't lose weight. There's no way. It's not possible. I don't have the energy to work out. I don't have the money to work out. I'm just tired. I'm lethargic. And just the excuses kept rolling in. And when you constantly live that way and you repeat that dialogue every day, I mean, we're in the world... Would I have the energy or even mindset to make a change in my life? It wasn't possible, okay? And like I said, I would say that on repeat every single day. It was autopilot uh, for months. And it was actually almost two years that I kept talking to myself that way. You know, and that was my belief is I can't lose weight. So... How did it all change? I finally had a come to Jesus moment with myself. And I go, Look, Tanya, listen here, woman. There are millions of people losing weight every single day. You are not special that you are the only person on planet Earth that you cannot lose weight. Literally said that to myself because I needed a reality check, apparently, with myself. And some of us need that. Some of us need that reality check with ourselves. Like, we're not special that we can't lose weight everyone in the world can lose weight. It's just a matter of your mindset and how determined you really are. And so I finally thought about it. And I'm like, okay, Tanya, you're being pathetic. Like let go of your excuses. You're not busy. You're tired because of the way you eat. You're tired because of the way you're sleeping. You're not getting any activity or movement. Um, and so I finally broke my belief and I, I started to think of, shocking, it gave me like a headache trying to think of some good stuff I did in my life, some positivity, because I never think that way, and so I finally um, made it a list, and I highly suggest you do this, okay, make a list of all the accomplishments that you've done in your life, and for a lot of us, like, okay, I didn't do anything, you have, did you graduate high school, I mean, that's 13, for some of us, 14 years in school, because of preschool, kindergarten, things like that, 14 years in school, Surely you can go on a diet for a couple of weeks and drop some weight, right? How many of us have uh, graduated college? Okay, I asked one lady, "How many?" okay, you don't believe you can lose weight, but how many degrees do you have? She's like, I have three degrees. And I'm like, you're telling me you could have three degrees that took you like 12 years to get, but you can't track your food for a couple of weeks? She goes, oh my gosh, that's so true. So when we look in that perspective, if you're willing to take all those essays and exams and go to school and put in all that effort, wouldn't you, couldn't you put in that effort for your health, the body you live in and have to be with forever, right? You know, um, how many of us have been married? Okay. And if you could be married to someone for five, 10, 20, 30 years, okay, then you can accomplish being on a diet for a couple of weeks, weeks and losing weight. Okay. Being pregnant. So many women have been nine months pregnant. And if you could be nine months pregnant you can track your food and be on a diet and work out for a couple of weeks, right? And then have a kid for 18, 20, 30 years. You know what I mean? Like we've accomplished so much in our lives, sticking to the same job for 10, 20, 30 years. And yet we don't have faith that we could stick to a diet for a couple of weeks. I have full faith in you. If you've accomplished a lot in your life, anything that you've accomplished and that you're proud of, remember that. Remember all those headaches and that you pushed through and you kept going. Some of us have learned different languages If you can do that, you can track your food and work out a couple times a week. Like, I have full belief in you because I had to do that and compliment myself. Because what that did is it gave me the confidence of, okay, Tanya, you've done this, you've done this, you've ran a successful dental office business with a dentist. Like, you ran it by yourself, you know, from checking people in, sterilizing equipment, helping the dentist, and you had no schooling at all surely you can track your food and lose a couple pounds, right? Or even the accomplishment of, have you ever lost five pounds before or 10 pounds or 20 pounds? Uh, yeah, I have. And it's yo-yo dieting and I've gained it all back. But it's it was that momentum of, you've done it before. You can do it again. You've lost one pound, right? Like we've all lost one pound. If you can lose one pound... You can lose two, you can lose five, you can lose 50. Because it all takes one pound to get to your goal weight. Okay? So if you' can lose one pound, you can reach your goal weight. okay? I fully believe in that, and that's really how it works. So our self dialogue is super, 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 super important. Pay attention to the way you talk to yourself, okay? Because that's going to dictate the rest of your life. It's going to dictate the rest of your day. You know, if I wake up in the morning and I talk about how horrible I am, how ugly and fat I feel, well, that's the rest of my day. That's my mood. But if I talk about, oh my gosh, I feel great. I know what I'm going to eat. This is the time I'm going to work out, blah, blah, blah. Hey, you got this. And you see me, I always say hashtag, you got this. Because you do. You got this. You're here. You're alive. You're breathing. You can do it. You can make a difference. And it all matters about today. We don't have tomorrow, who cares about last week, let go of the weekends, let go of all the cravings, all the food we ate, go Chiefs, they did great, I totally get it, you know. but we have to focus on what we can do today and how we could talk to ourselves today, and I really listen to a lot of podcasts and YouTube videos that are positing, I need that more energy in my life, and so that's, the, that's one thing that's really helped me the most, is changing my self-dialogue, so instead of saying, I can't do this, and I'm like, oh, you can do this, You can walk on the treadmill for 30 minutes, Tanya. I can do that. And when I broke down my plan, it made things more easy and um, achievable, okay? But when we say we have to lose 50 pounds, man, that was overwhelming for me. That was Mount Everest. I couldn't do that. But what I could do today is I could track my food. I can eat a little bit healthier. I could work out. I can drink my water. And after a year of doing that, I lost 50 pounds, okay? So your self-dialogue is super important. So you can do a lot of things, it's up to you to create that mindset for yourself, okay, and I feel like when we say I can't lose weight, even if you try a workout and a diet, it's not going to work out because of your mindset on saying you can't do it, so of course you're not going to be able to do it, so I really urge you to get that word out of your head, out of your language, okay, It's, it's so interesting to me of how many of my clients, you know, those who've lost 10 pounds a month, 15 pounds a month, Holly lost 100 pounds in a year. And I always, 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 always ask them, tell me yourself dialogue. I want to hear what you tell yourself because it's a results of your results. And they're like, well, I just, I think this is easy. I mean, like I get to eat whatever I want. I just track my food and I mean, that's it. They're not focusing on the big number that they have to hit. They're not focusing on the struggles, on the pain. They're just focusing on today, right now, their next meal, their next movement, that's all they're focusing on. And over time, they get the results. But they're enjoying today. They're like, yeah, I feel, I feel great. I have more energy. They're focusing on the positive. My leg's not hurting as much. I'm, I'm getting stronger at the gym. That's my goal is to create that inner self dialogue of positivity every single day and rewriting it from our old negative self. And this is what else is, uh, that I wanted to talk about is our belief of the word diet, Um, so many of us, when we hear diet, we hear pain, we hear deprivation. We hear it's going to be miserable. I literally was in the office talking to somebody and I had talked about diet and she's like, I don't like that word and cut me off. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Yes, ma'am. Like I, I totally get it. But it was her diet just overall means what are you eating every day? That's your diet. So if you go out to eat and you eat drive through every day and fast food, that's your diet. Doesn't mean you're on a diet, but that is your diet. It's what your food consists of throughout the day. And so a lot of us think of diet as pain, and that's what I did. I thought of, I can't have this, I can't have sugar, I can't have candy, I can't have ice cream, I can't have soda, I can't have pizza. So I'm avoiding dieting. I'm avoiding taking ownership of my health because it's going to create pain that I'm depriving myself of my favorite food. The best thing that's helped me the most is creating... Uh, a new pathway, a new breakthrough of what I thought of diet. And I thought, okay, when I diet, I'm going to feel better. I'm going to be more energetic. I'm going to feel more confident, more strong. You know, you're going to be living life with energy. You're going to be more passionate. I linked up diet as happiness. I linked up diet as joy. Because when I feel good about myself, I'm going to be joyful. I'm going to have fun with life. So diet for me turned into I'm just going to feel better. I'm going to be more confident in myself. I'm going to love my body. So if you continue to think of diet as pain, you're never going to stick to it long enough. But if you think of diet as, wow, I get to eat what I want, flexible diet. I get to eat what I want. I just have to track some calories. And out of it, I'm going to be more confident and happy more energetic. Okay? So pay attention to the what you link up as diet. I feel freaking amazing. And I try to coach my clients this way of, after a week of them being on vacation or three days out of town... They 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 always tell me, "Time! I can't wait to get back to my routine." And that is my goal. They can't wait to get back on their diet. They can't wait to get back to their normal routine, their normal workouts. And that's how I've been living my life the last five five years. Is I can't wait to get back into my routine if I ever travel, I'm you know out of it, if I'm sick or whatever. I it feels so good, but it's because I've created diet into a positive thing in my life. I get to eat pizza and ice cream not as often as I used to, but I do get to enjoy it once or twice a month, not every day like I was. Does that make sense? So think about how, one, and I urge you and I challenge you, pay attention to your self-dialogue. And if you keep being more negative about yourself and putting yourself down, you're never going to achieve the results that you want, okay? You need to start... Throwing in some positive thoughts like, you got this. I don't care if, I have so many people that are like, Tanya, I printed off your post. It was so encouraging. It's on my refrigerator. It's on my computer. You need that. My lock screen would be, you know, something positive to push me, to remind me to keep going. And, it, you know, one of my thing, uh my Pinterest post on my phone was, don't stop until you're proud. Okay? That pushed me because I was like, no, you're not stopping until you are proud and happy of who you are becoming. Okay? And second, I'm gonna urge you to pay attention to what you link up as diet. If you feel like diet is pain, you're gonna go another 10, 15, 20 years, 30 years, and it's nothing's gonna change in your life. Okay? You're gonna still continue battling, hating your body. But if you feel, feel like diet is, it's energy, it's being having, um, you know, uh, confidence in yourself. If you feel like diet is. You know you're going to have better skin, hair, nails. You know your hormones are going to balance out. That's what I think of as diet. And I urge you to kind of pay attention to what are you linking up as diet. Is it pain or is it pleasure? Because if it's pain, you're going to stay away from it. But if it's going to bring you pleasure, you're going to run after it. Okay? So pay attention to your belief. The story you're telling yourself. Because the story you're telling yourself will dictate your life. So pay attention. My life changed when I started telling myself, Tony, you got this." You graduated high school. You graduated with your A in college. You're running a su- successful uh, dentist business. Like you can do this. You can track your food for a couple of weeks. Six months from now, you, you you're going to be down. You're going to feel so good. It took me a year, but you know I'm only six months to. You're almost everybody's six months to a year away from feeling like their best self. Okay, so that's what I really urge you and pay attention to your belief pay attention to what you label as your diet because if you change your mindset it will change your life and i want to end off with this note okay a lot of us feel like it's a lifetime to get to our goal weight but if you break it down you're actually you will actually get there faster than you think and i did this with the healthy u class i had talked to them about you know um, you know, your life after healthy you and life goals and things like that. One of them has lost 30 pounds, one lady. And I think she had like 20 pounds more to go. And on average, if you lose five pounds a month, you're, that's very normal and healthy. It doesn't seem like a lot, but that's very normal and healthy. You can lose 10 pounds a month, but five pounds minimum. And I had told her, I go, you're only four months away from hitting your goal weight. Four months, that's it she's like what and I'm like yeah if you lose five pounds for the next four months you're gonna be down 20 and I go and I stopped her and I go how long have you been trying to lose this weight she said 18 years 18 years how many of us have been waiting years to lose weight and we're just a couple weeks couple months away so break it down put it on your calendar make a goal of losing five pounds per month and before you know it by the end of the year You will be so much closer, if not closer, than the end of the year. Maybe it's the end of the summer. You have hit your goal late. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope it gave you some new ideas. And it's going to make you take a step back from, you know, your inner dialogue. And I hope it challenges you to think differently. Because remember, if you change your mindset, it'll change your life. Have an awesome day, and I will talk to y'all soon. (laughs) If you have any questions or concerns, feel free to email me or message me, Tanya Burton or Burton at thediadog.com. And if you felt like this was a really great episode and you know somebody needs to hear it, feel free to share it, and I appreciate it. Thank you all so much. Talk to you later.